Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the HBO Boys. We are talking today about WandaVision Episode 8. I am Ryan, filling in for James, and with us, as always, is our guest, Chad. Hello, Chad. Hey, Ryan. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm going to be talking about Episode 7. Is that the episode that it's supposed to be that we're that, talking about today? That is the episode that we're talking about today. What are your vibes on that I do that again or just keep it? I think we keep it. Perfect. Anyway, the name of the episode is Breaking the Fourth Wall. I'm not going to explain at all why I'm here and James is not. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think. Okay, th- perfect. Th- there's no, no questions arise. I'm not going to break the fourth wall of this podcast and talk straight to the audience as to why anything like this is occurring. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Countless examples of characters speaking or looking to the camera happen in this episode, which makes sense. It, again, is called Breaking the Fourth Wall. The big hex bubble is quite literally the fourth wall of the sitcom show. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> Solid point. So uh, so in this, uh, going with the theme of, of the show, uh, we are now in the, uh, the 2000s, and we are uh, seeing... Uh, a style that's heavily influenced by shows like The Office and Modern Family, which are famous for breaking the fourth wall. It's like the mockumentary kind of style of show. And we pick up the next morning after the events of last episode, the Halloween crisis, and we find Wanda doing her best impression of Modern Family's Claire Dunphy, and she's doing a talking <laughs> head speaking about the expanding of the hex and how wacky that was. Yeah, and... <clears throat> It's the first time that she directly calls out that it's like a universe that she created, which I, I don't know, that, that kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, hadn't she previously, and by the way, Chad, to give the audience some perspective, James knows more about the MCU than I do by tenfold, and you know more than we both do by ten once more. So <laughs> this is more of a, like a novice to a person who knows what they're talking about perspective. So uh, cut me a little bit of slack, both audience and Chad. But hadn't she previously mentioned that she didn't remember how it started? Yeah, um, twice she's mentioned uh, that she uh, doesn't know how it would be possible for her to do it, and she has no memory of how it began. And and I don't think that she's lying. I think uh, that she just kind of feels like it's her responsibility and is therefore taking ownership of it. Right. I think we can come back to this moment at the end when we talk about what we think about next episode and what it's going to be, because there are you know, things that happened in the trailer that we haven't seen yet that are most likely going to happen next episode. And perhaps this moment is going to give context to those things. Wanda then walks downstairs and advises her twins not to worry about vision, not being there. If he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't have to be so like nonchalant about her husband slash partner in crime. Super superhero robot zombie. Yeah. And he lied to her, but now she just, like, doesn't care. Right. To hell with him. She, to hell, to to, lit, to possible hell with him. Right, literally. Wow, Chad. <laughs> you actually, maybe literally. Maybe literally. You, you are good at weaving those threads, Chad. We're going to also come back to that later. You're very, very good. You're so much better at being Ryan than Ryan is. Ryan yeah, sucks. Ryan does suck. Everyone knows that. Anyway... Wanda says to her children that she does not have any answers. And also, by the way, Pietro, don't listen to that fool. He does not know what he's talking about. 
and just like it's not a big deal what happened last night forget that ever happened all of it and also don't talk to pietro he's uh here's a weirdo don't talk to him but yeah she flat out says uh he's not your uncle so she's she's done a complete 180 on that character yeah and last episode it felt like he was prodding for information information that pietro wouldn't care about just like as a character that he is uh it feels like he was uh trying to gain something where uh the actual pietro perhaps probably wouldn't be so and also by the way you know it's evan peters he did get recast uh i think in a pot that's positive for me uh nothing against aaron johnson or johnston or whatever his name was but i like evan peters that much more and uh i don't know about him in the future in this show or in the mcu it doesn't seem promising that he's just like gonna be around now see i know i disagree i think that uh, yeah oh yeah i think that he is um they they brought him back they brought that version of him back uh for a reason and i think that it's because they're going to introduce the multiverse and i think that what we're going to learn is uh that he was brought here and he is under the same mind control that the rest of the town is under where he it, believes that he's the pietro from this universe or or right. whatever and then when this illusion is gone he's going to be like no i'm the other pietro from the x-men universe he's probably not going to say that no um, from the inhuman <laughs> universe on earth whatever number right <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, that's how we're going to get Quicksilver back into the MCU because there's a lot of stories we can tell with Quicksilver, um, that we obviously didn't get because he died in the first movie that he was in. Um, yeah. And all- unceremoniously and immediately. Right. Right. And, and also it would be, I think, cheap of the show to bring back a character like that because there hasn't been a lot of revivals in the MCU. It would be cheap to bring him back just to kill him off again. I agree. I think the era of revivals is about to happen, though, because they are introducing multiple realities. They reference multiple realities in this episode vaguely. Mm -hmm. And Evan Peters, I just feel like Kevin Feige was watching that one scene of Evan Peters. uh, Sweet (laughs) things are made of these running around. He was like, oh, I want I want to have that. Right. Bring me that. (laughs) They did it better. Yeah, so I choose to have that be me now. That's right. ours. <laughs> anyway, Agnes, who definitely has no ulterior motives, shows up and takes the twins off Wanda's hands, leaving Wanda to wonder why her house is now magically flashing back in time all around her. Yeah, so she's she's losing it. Like she she looks disheveled. She's uh, she's getting angsty and angry at people for no reason. Um, like you mentioned, the the world around her is literally crumbling. Uh, to you know under her magic you can see it flickering with that red you know magic flash nice very descriptive yeah that's that's a technical Uh, term yeah (laughs) yeah uh the stork is flying around once more the wallpaper is literally crawling up the walls it is going back i think it's an actual flashback i think it is individual pieces of the house flashing back and it will inform next episode but I could absolutely be wrong. I've been wrong in the past. We then port outside of the Hex to the worse in every way storyline where Monica and Jimmy confirm that Hayward was trying to revive Vision and oh no way, turn him into a sentient weapon like, like he once was. No one predicted that. 
James certainly did not predict that. What did he say? He said that he was trying to make a sentient weapon out of vision. Sure. <laughs> uh, and yep. he yep. was already a sentient weapon. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Well, so uh, interesting. The, the, the code name for, the, uh, for that program was Cataract, which mm. is the, um, it, it's an eye disorder that, that blurs your vision that causes you to go blind. So, yeah, my dogs had cataracts when I was a kid. They would run into things. I'm very aware of this. Yeah, so so it's kind of a, a, a an apt name for uh, the the program where they're trying to erase Vision's memory so they can use him as a sentient weapon. Let's go back to Vision at the end because whether or not he's actually in the hex, he talks about his corporeal form later in the episode. I think would be an interesting discussion, but for right now, I I think we we stick with the outside and Monica to get it over honestly and by the way i don't know your full feelings on the subject of monica's storyline but if you haven't gained this so far i think it's bad <laughs> um I-, I know james doesn't infuse disappointment into his recaps and this is a shake-up but i can't help it anyway i'm like the drunk uncle of this podcast so uh monica takes a space vehicle that she gets from her mom's friend into the hex or she tries to at least but it doesn't work as the hex spicks it back out and now it's like half a truck and right. side note, uh, are, are all these people that Monica and Jimmy just met all Scrolls, Chad? Probably. Right. What I are your vibes on Scrolls? I think that Marvel is trying to uh, set the groundwork now for the Secret Invasion storyline. I don't think we're going to get it for a very long time. I think that we don't get it until the scrolls become more normal mm. because that will make the the secret invasion seem more powerful because there's like you know we understand scrolls and now it's oh you know some of our friends have been pretending this whole time i don't know if you're familiar with the secret invasion storyline no i was just about to say two things one what is that <laughs> and two the announcement from kevin feige recently was that he has planned out about 7 years in advance of phase two mm-hmm. which we can get into deeper later i don't know if that means that seven years from now will be like you know the version of whatever avengers endgame is but for phase two or if he just hasn't gotten all the way there and he's only seven years out because you know with disney plus now there's just a lot more in between a lot more content a lot more hours of content in between now and perhaps when the next large ending of a phase film happens so do you think the secret invasion storyline happens within phase two and also again what is that (laughs) um if it happens within phase four which is the phase that we're in oh um... gross Uh, okay (laughs) stop right there the the record just came to a screeching halt how dare you, number one? How dare the Marvel Universe? Okay, how are we in phase four right now? Well, each phase uh, ends with um, either an Avengers movie or the movie that immediately followed an Avengers movie. So phase one ended with the Avengers. I think it ended with, technically with Iron Man 3. And then phase two ended with uh, Ultron. And now phase three ended with actually Spider-Man. Okay. Any phase that ends in Ultron is not a phase. Number one, <laughs> I refuse to believe that. And number two, I, I, I'm sure that 
whatever Kevin Feige thinks on the subject is apparently the truth, you know, because he's the one in charge. Right. But I will also say, for me, this is two phases long. Okay. okay. It is Iron Man 1 to Endgame, mm-hmm. and after Endgame to whenever the next version of Endgame is, like, whenever the next big baddie is going to be, tier one big baddie is going to be fought. Right. So, so, so to answer your previous questions, sure. Um, I think that if we do get the secret invasion, it's going to they're going to kind of make it a smaller story um, than it could be. Um, kind of like Civil War. It could have been, it could have been a trilogy of just Civil War, but they they condensed it into one movie, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> if it gets the treatment it deserves, which is the full like arc, we'll call it phase, um, then I think that we don't start to see it happening until the very end of this phase or the beginning of the next one. And what the secret invasion is, is so we know that scrolls, they can shapeshift. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically what happens is, and in the MCU, they, they're good guys. We've, we, they're, it's been established in, in Captain Marvel that they're good guys. Um, in basically what happens in secret invasion is the scrolls, bad scrolls come to earth and they, uh, kidnap and replace, uh, heroes that we know and love so like iron man might be replaced with a scroll that looks like iron man captain america is is a scroll that looks like iron man ms marvel is a a scroll that looks like ms marvel and because of the way that scrolls work they can mimic a lot of the powers that uh quick interjection yeah chris evans just signed a new contract correct uh i believe so yeah right is he just gonna be a scroll is they or is he going to show up and then for phase two or five or whatever phase you want to call it, and it's just going to be part of the secret invasion storyline? And Iron, look, oh my God, Robert Downey Jr. Thank God he's back. We gave him thirty percent of the back end this time. Uh, and he's just no, a scroll. Because what makes the secret invasion so such a good story is that if they're not bringing people back from the dead, they're not like making people young again. They're being replaced, and we don't know who's been replaced. So like, uh, Reed Richards might be introduced and then we find out that uh that's a bad example um yeah i don't know who that is a, a better example is is hawkeye uh we find oh, out that i know he's who been, that is you know who that is we find out that he's been a scroll since avengers one i that hope after so that, yeah so uh and but like real hawkeye is like kidnapped somewhere and is you know whatever so it, it's this big kind of it's a secret invasion of the scrolls and none of this is any bearing on the show that we're talking about right now no and i'm going to move <laughs> off this i swear just you know for the audience's sake but i for one and only one am interested because there are scrolls in the end of spider-man 2 by the way a tweet today from tom holland and the rest of the cast they're in atlanta filming spider-man 3 right now and they're just like giving red herring answers for what the movie is going to be called tom holland Mm. tweeted today that it's going to be called spider-man phone home but there were like (laughs) four other people of the cast who tweeted different things just all trying to mess up anyway at the end of spider-man 2 there were crawled that were revealed to be nick fury and what is the woman's name please Um, help me maria christ yeah, her character the entire time, which made sense because they were doing bad at their jobs and it made more sense when they were just like not the people they were. And then <laughs> Nick Fury is on the spaceship doing with Krull doing something or other, which I assume will be its own movie at some point. That Will that not be the beginning of a secret invasion storyline or completely separate, you think? It could be anything. So uh, the 
uh, sword organization in WandaVision, their original uh, mission is to protect Earth from space. Um, their sentient weapon part of sword is unique to the WandaVision storyline. So it, it was assumed that Fury was on a spaceship with sword. Um, and, uh, and the scroll were help. Maybe they help us helped us to establish sword. You know, we know that the, that the scrolls were friends with, uh, with, um, Monica's mother who founded right. sword. So, you know, yeah. It, yeah. I'm sure all of this was extremely boring and I'm going to move on, but I learned a lot. <laughs> chat and i thank you for the information that you gave me Uh, yeah anyway i could help (laughs) thanks anyway monica does not get through but she then looks back at jimmy and is like i'm gonna be a hero and he's like no don't be a hero and then she does it anyway she runs through the hex for the third time and as she's running through she hears many a voice including nick fury saying something to her about glowing blue like her aunt and Captain Marvel saying whatever the shit she has to say. And, you know, just to let us know that she is for sure going to be a superhero. And right. in Captain Marvel 2, as her eyes turn a different color, which is the only telltale sign that you've gained superpowers. Right. So um, I, I actually looked into this and because uh, I don't know much about um, Monica Rambeau and her, her alter ego. But um, it, it turns out that she actually gets her powers in a much similar way in the comic books she she passes through some kind of barrier that just like rewrites her dna so i thought it was a really lame way to get your powers but apparently it's it's canon it's is it's she actually... a mutant in the comics no she's not a mutant okay but mutants had already been i don't know when when she pops up i believe she was in a comic in like 1982 i think that's when she came into existence uh but were mutants already on the scene and they were just like no you're just a regular superhero you're different because you weren't born this way? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm learning so much. Um, so uh, I don't want to get bogged down in this, but the MCU uh, having Monica Rambeau here, now adding a African-American woman character who is not from Wakanda, uh, it does feel a little bit like a forced shift like they messed up for the entire first second and third phase or first phase if you're me where they just didn't have enough representation across the board and this i this feels like a conscious decision to have a non-wakandan african-american woman in the cast of the mcu do you agree or disagree with that um i think that I don't disagree. Good. I think okay. I think <laughs> I, I think I think that they were trying so hard to be uh comic accurate with the uh, the Infinity Saga uh like in terms of the the race and gender of all the characters that um it ended up because comic books are so old and and you know white uh it ended up being really bad for minority groups and i think that now they're taking the opportunity to kind of branch out and, and get lesser known heroes who are, who are better diversify so, so yeah. yes and no I, yeah. I and it's a bummer because i think and i'm sure everyone can have their own opinion i'm very sure of that uh but i think her storyline is the worst one in wandavision but that's tough because 
it's going up against Vision and uh, Wanda right. inside it's going of the up against it's, it's going up against probably the most interesting storyline in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. At, well, at least for sure currently, right? It's the only one happening at the moment. But well, yeah. It's also, and I said this to James on the Patreon-only podcast, HBO Boys on Patreon, by the way, where <laughs> we were discussing, you know, Wanda might be the best female character in the MCU, the best they've ever done by far, making her, uh, making a female character interesting and not... Because we were talking about that moment in Avengers. Remember that moment where it was just like girl power? They were all doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah. And my eyes haven't rolled back into the front of my head yet. <laughs> this feels like the opposite of that. Where it's just interesting. Anyway, I swear to God, I'm going to keep like talking pandering. about this episode now. Yes, right. Exactly. It feels like just interesting rather than pandering. Right. So Monica can see electromagnetic spectrums immediately as she enters her eyes go from blue back to her normal color and uh what do you think her power levels will be in relation to say marvel superwoman captain marvel i think that what we're gonna get is an earthbound uh less powerful version of captain marvel I think they're right. they're gonna they're gonna try to save Captain Marvel for like the big stuff because Captain Marvel literally is the Superman of of Marvel, and um, as we know, the Superman complex is what totally ruins DC, right? Like right. something happens and everyone's like, "Who cares?" Right? Superman's exactly. here, so uh, Captain Marvel has to be gone for this to be at all interesting. <laughs> so I think we're we're gonna get a watered down version of Captain Marvel, and and um, that's not to say it's gonna be bad. I think it, arguably it's gonna be more interesting. Um, then Captain Marvel, because, uh, I don't know, Captain Marvel. No, I think you're exactly yeah. right, because a lack of powers is more interesting than an omnipresent being. Right. Because, I mean, since Captain Marvel got, like, since she awoken her powers in, uh, in Captain Marvel, um, she hasn't really had to struggle for anything. No. She was able to be equally matched against Thanos, who only was able to push her back because of the uh, having the power stone. Um, she actually one of her powers is like spaceship destruction. And you can see her just like kind of oh flying through spaceships. Yeah. And, you know, like they don't stand a chance. And, and listen, you know, that she, was a cool part of Endgame. It the was. part where, you know, they all all the guns were towards the air and she'd do Ex machina but it got saved because he was gripping the Power Stone like you grip a roll of quarters trying <laughs> to punch someone in the face. I thought and that then, was clever. Yes, it had to happen because the only, like it, it's if it was Superman, it would just have to be like you'd have to put what's the shit that Superman's allergic yeah, to? Yeah, one of the one of the Infinity Stones is a Kryptonite Stone. Right, exactly. He's allergic to dandelion, so you put that near his nose, <laughs> and he dies, and you're like, oh, this is interesting again. Anyway. <laughs> uh monica goes up to wanda and is like all the shit's whack you got to get out of here also uh you know hayward's gonna blow up the place and it, he cares about vision in a weird way and wanda's like i don't want to hear any of that mess i'd like you to get out of here and while monica is trying to make a good point wanda uses her powers against her and realizes that monica has powers because she's superman or super person slams into the ground like in a way she lands she does the superhero landing you know that one yeah right? th three point landing yep yeah 
And and Wanda's like, what, what, what? Until Agnes, with no ulterior motive, intervenes and pulls Wanda away and into her home before Monica can get through to her. Right. And it seems like like she is getting through to her. Oh, yeah, you know? no, she was close. Yeah. So Agnes takes her away and brings her into her house. And, uh, yeah, and continue. I don't think she would have been close if she didn't have powers. I think that moment where she realized that Monica also has powers... And she can relate to her on that level, not on just on two levels, because Monica was like, by the way, I also lost my mom. I lost the person closest to me. Granted, it wasn't three weeks ago and twice within five minutes. But I I understand where you're coming from on that emotion. And also, by the way, I have powers. So, like, we have more in common than you think. And if Agnes, with no ulterior motive, hadn't walked up in that moment, I think it would have worked out. So do you think that she broke free from Wanda's power or do you think Wanda dropped her? I think Wanda dropped her. Wanda I think Wanda tried to put her into the ground uh, uh. because, I mean, I, and listen, I could be wrong because as she was walking away, Wanda, that is, she says, don't make me hurt you, which is counterintuitive to her slamming her into the ground previously, which would have killed a u- normal human being. Right. So uh, maybe uh, she just like got out of it. But, I mean, Wanda, I think, moved her hands downwards as it happened. So I'd have to maybe rewatch it, it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Monica finding her powers, using them, because I, I, she, I assume she doesn't know what her powers are, as the audience doesn't know currently. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. What happened was uh, the writers needed to have them have a conversation, so Wanda had to drop her. And, and the conversation had to be outside because Agnes needed to see it. That's what happened. Right. They had to pass the Bechdel test, and also they needed to let everyone know that Monica has oh, powers. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, you know, now that we're getting uh now that we're done with uh race relations and gender relations in America, we can keep going with this episode. Uh I'm just such a bundle of joy. So, uh <laughs> Wanda is then like, "Hey, where are my goddamn children?" as she enters Agatha's house, and Agatha's like, "Go into the basement. I'm sure they're there." Just like go over there. Yeah, that's a normal thing, right? Yeah, let's go there now at that point wanda should have been like why are my kids in the fucking basement right why are you not there with them they're young children is it a finished basement (laughs) yeah and she opens the door and guess what chad it is not it is not a finished basement i think it's the exact opposite it's an unfinished basement it's an unfinished basement (laughs) and so wanda walks down there and is like billy tommy are you here and Dun, dun, dun. they're not and at the same time or are she they? keeps walking well, right she they could be are they trapped inside the book is this hocus pocus style wait what book their book there was a book in no the i know you basement. haven't gotten there in the recap yet i know but canon of this <laughs> show says that the audience has already watched this episode they know the book chat <laughs> i guess it is a recap yeah, I okay. You you have a lot of rules that you're laying down on me, and I will break out of them one by one. Okay. So, at Wanda keeps walking, and she walks into a goddamn crypt, and behind her, Catherine Hans, Agnes comes in. Her hair is now crazy. She's petting her rabbit, Sir Scratchlot, or whatever heck, the heck his name was, <laughs> and says something to the effect of, "You don't think you're the only." powerful lady up in this thing did you i'm agatha harkness and take that mephisto theory people (laughs) so okay so yeah 
She's Agatha Harkness, which uh, the whole world collectively said, we know already. Um, right. So did you, when did you know of the idea of Agatha Harkness being in this show? I think the second episode. Okay. Have but you talked I about have... it on the podcast previously? Yes. Interesting. I do not listen close enough. Okay. Yeah, no, she, it, it, when you know Scarlet Witch's story and you know the, the story that's being adapted, um, it, they needed an Agatha Harkness, uh, and Agnes is just too close. And she was right. too, it was, it, there was too much weirdness around her for her to not matter in some way. So, I mean, it was, it was a one plus one equals two kind of situation. And we all knew that Kevin Feige had input, right? As to Catherine Hahn getting hired to be her, is that correct? Yeah, I assume so. But but what's made more news when the show first launched was the character Dottie, who you probably right. forgot by now. No, she needed she needed not. to be approved by Kevin Feige himself, which yes is interesting because it means that she probably has a bigger story to tell. And and I uh, I'm going to say incorrectly now at this point. Um, theorized that she was going to end up being Mephisto, which would mm-hmm. be a, an interesting twist because, you know, you wouldn't expect a blonde woman to be uh, a red devil, but sure. a red male devil, I should say. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so a good misdirect there. But she has been so absent from the show since that episode. Um, I don't know. I think it would be weird to bring her back and be like, yeah, she's Mephisto. So so you said that, that uh, you implied that because Agatha's here... Um, it can't be Mephisto. And no, yeah, I, I did that as a joke. I okay. <laughs> think I have Dottie feelings. I also have Mephisto feelings, but let's get to them at the end in the possible theories section. Okay. So I've already, I've, I, which I'm going to race to right now. I swear to God, Chad, we're going to get there. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, now, we'll just quickly cover the first three phases of the MCU, and then we'll come oh, back to it. Yeah. Perfect. That's that'll be a 30 minute video. I'll just play a video. <laughs> from youtube (laughs) james is still editing this one james put in a 30 minute video from youtube right now please this is the marvel cinematic universe in five minutes phase one genius billionaire playboy philanthropist tony stark is taken hostage in afghanistan by a terrorist group known as the 10 rings stark pretends to craft a jericho missile but secretly builds a badass arc reactor powered metal suit that he the DMCA will be fine with that. <laughs> in this moment, Agatha All Along, a musical sequence that is so goddamn good and written by the duo who brought you Frozen, one of which who also brought you the Book of Mormon and Avenue Q, really? Robert Lopez and Kristen Lopez, Anderson Lopez. Yeah, dude. The same people who wrote Let It Go wrote Agatha All Along. I didn't Boom, know that. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. So anyway, yeah, it, it's, it's written in the style of the Munsters opening theme which is just beautiful (laughs) right oh i think we didn't mention this but the opening credits were uh happy endings-esque with a office theme song over it Mm -hmm. as well so they're doing a good job anyway uh agatha all along happens and it's a montage showing that agatha had been doing most of the magic things that have been happening she is the marionette er of pietro slash evan peters coming back and she did the thing with the bunny etc 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 she has been a powerful lady who has been here all along as the song suggests right and at the end of said song she does mention that she also killed the dog which is messed (laughs) up 
And she winks, and it cuts to the cliffhanger that we've all come to know and love from WandaVision, and the credits hit. Uh, and did, very did you quickly, stay for the post credit scene? I did, but very quickly before we get there, I am going to do this. There was a C-plot that I will now gloss over. Vision and Darcy have a purposely long drive to get Vision back home, where he forgets he can fly, like Dan and Dave forgot that Danny forgot about the Iron Fleet. And Vision learns a few things on said ride, like uh, that he died very recently, twice, twice, and that Wanda had to watch, and that his corporeal form was the result of Ultron's genocidal plan. And also, by the way, he doesn't have to do interviews breaking the fourth wall if he doesn't want to, because, again, he can fly, and he just like forgot about that the whole time. Darcy <laughs> is there, played by Kat Dennings, and... I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I think Kat Dennings is not a good actress and I don't like when she's on screen, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, that might just be ju- just me. Anyway, um, all of that happens and then he flies off. So assumably and hopefully he'll like be looking for Wanda and she'll be in a possible witch's basement. Uh I then, yes, did stay for the mid-credits scene where uh, a mind-controlled Quicksilver stops Monica before she enters Agatha's vine layer basement and is like, Snoopers gonna snoop, so assumably he's not gonna let her down there, right? Yeah, he, very very much like a henchman for Agatha protecting the perimeter. The, the montage, by the way, for Agnes also doesn't uh attribute the hex to her though the hex has not been attributed as of yet no i think that they're they're they've got more cards to play there i think that we're we're intentionally left in the dark about that because i i I think there's there's still some big reveals they need to uh to let out of the bag and i i think that that's going to be one of them and i think that's that's where we're going to i i let's just we're just going to jump right into into predictions now so yes I think uh, we're going to find out that this pocket reality is um, a smaller piece of a grander plan. And we are going to meet Mephisto in WandaVision, but only as, uh, like, we're going to be told that he is uh, pulling the strings in the background. He's not going to be yeah. like the the main antagonist. He's just going to be kind of like the oh shit. It's kind of kind of like at the end of Avengers one, we see Thanos for the first time. It's going to be like that. Oh, okay. So do you think they're going to? And by the way, I think if they do introduce Mephisto, it won't be Mephisto. I think they are going to put Mephisto and Nightmare together and call okay. him Nightmare because the Chinese market is averse specifically to like occult shit. Like, they don't mm-hmm. like the heaven and hell. They're not vibing on that. And the Chinese market needs to go well for the MCU, as it does most large uh, film operations. Like, right. that's just a lot of money comes from people in China uh, liking the movies. So I don't think it will be Mephisto. I think it will be a um, Mephisto-Nightmare hybrid. And I agree with you. It will be a bit of a, like, Agatha Harkness is a tier three and or tier two baddie and uh, a tier three, I think. And I think Mephisto slash nightmare will be tier two. I'm not sure it will be Thanos. Thanos is tier one, by the way, 
There is no other <laughs> tier ones. Uh, just Thanos, obviously, at this point. Uh, and so do you think they'll be setting up, uh, let's call him like Mephist Nightmare, as a seven to ten years ago, or seven to ten years from now, will be the one who will be in the final boss fight for this entire phase? No. Or do you think he'll just be like in Doctor Strange? I think that he's going to... I don't think that we're going to have an Infinity Saga again where we've got like this this grand culmination with where they all have to team up to fight down the big bad guy. Oh, I why think not? That, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. But I, I think that they're growing so big that it's going to get harder and harder and harder. Like stories are getting more complex now. It's going to be too hard for them to to maintain that. I think what we're going to get is we're going to get... Uh, like splinter stories that kind of have their own uh, conclusion. And I think that Mephisto or whoever this ends up being um, is going to be the conclusion of like the, the, the multiverse tangent. And uh, that's going to include uh, WandaVision, obviously um, it's going to include Loki um, mm-hmm. because Loki already, he, he, the whole show takes place in a different dimension because right. Because he's tell. dead, but this one's not right. Exactly. Um, it's going to include Spider-Man. Um, and it's going to include, yep. it, it might conclude with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And not Captain Marvel, where Monica will be. And not Captain Marvel, where Monica will be. No, I don't that think so. That is the sentence I, th- I, I think, just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think what they're also about to introduce is um, uh, the Eternals. And the Eternals are very cosmic. If you don't know, the Eternals, that they are the uh the originators of the universe they like are the the watchmen of the universe and and they're very powerful and they're immortal and, and ego i believe he's either an immortal he's either a eternal or celestial. a celestial he's a celestial yeah but yeah. he's yeah anyway thanos is is a is born from an eternal or he is an eternal i can't keep it all straight the marvel yeah, the tough. marvel universe is so complicated where are the eternals right now are they living on like in the goddamn ether or are they on earth you know this is i i googled today because i yeah. watched captain america very recently uh, i just wanted to go back and watch captain america and i was like how did the goddamn tesseract get on earth and it was you know odin just like left it there he's like here there you go right, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be perfect in a in a norway church rather than where i can watch it but uh you know and that that helps bring earth into the mix anyway my question of where are the eternals like if they're going to exist in this universe and be part of phase four or whatever the heck where are they right now are they just chilling somewhere yeah i mean they they kind of just do whatever they want i mean they're they're godlike omnipotent super beings um they um I believe they originate from Olympia. Jesus Christ. Okay. See, like this <laughs> stuff, it, it freaks me out, man, because I love the MCU so much. Uh, Avengers Endgame. My favorite moment in film history is on your left, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, there was never a moment in film history that I, and by the way, and this is indicative of me being 33 years old. And so are so are you. We were mm-hmm. in the the way we. By the way, James, Chad, and I know each other for a long time. We were in the same grade. In yeah, the in same fact, school. we know each other so long that Ryan knows that I'm 32. Oh yeah, because your birthday is a day before mine and a year. But be- I stayed back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not in like a grade that matters, guys. Okay, 
Give it right. up. Freshman, anyway. freshman year of high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That one. No one even thinks that matters. <laughs> and you do. So shut up. Anyway. Uh, oh, let's get into this. Uh, there was a Nexus antidepressant commercial, perhaps oh, referencing yeah. a Nexus portal to many a reality. Ask your Doctor Strange about Nexus. Chad, also, what are your thoughts on that little ditty? So, so Nexus has a couple meaning meanings in the MC or in the Marvel universe. Um, you're right. It's all. It's all. It's like the Nexus where it's like a place where you can go to to enter different dimensions. Um, but also, Wanda is what's called a Nexus character, um, which is somebody who is the same in all dimensions. So, like, for example, we have Pietro, who we've seen, there's, you know, multiple dimensions of him, multiple versions of him uh, that look different and have a different story. Wanda is, did I say Monica? I meant to say Wanda. Wanda is, well, James, fix it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, James. I like um, telling him what to do. (laughs) Wanda, Wanda is a nexus being, which means that, that what she does is it's you it's dimension independent it doesn't like she's the same everywhere she goes same person oh okay so there is no copy of her in another reality right but it's not a copy it is just her like it just lines up but also sometimes she is or not her, but an, I love yeah. those. Let's just also, leave sometimes it, no. <laughs> let's just leave it like that. Sure, sure. For, for the sake of the MCU, they're going if they, if they introduce the concept of a Nexus character, it will mean that there is only one of her in the uni- in any universe, and that actually is interesting because in the X Men movie, I, I don't believe we meet her. No, well, is in that the because they're that I don't know who who owns X Men? Do they not own Scarlet Witch? As well, no, they, I they, would assume not because rights, yeah, they, they had they had the rights to both of them, to Wanda and uh, oh, for and real, Pietro. yeah, weird. Yeah, I know. I, I Why think would that they it not was do mentioned, that? I don't know. I, I think that it, it was mentioned in uh, Days of Future Past. Quicksilver said that like he has a sister. Yes, um, yeah. but but she was never named and she was never shown. I know that it's impossible, but and and the MCU with all of you know not owning and being able to say the word x-men is great without him right it's it's they have figured out how to have superheroes and make it so that we we just you know understand that people get powers without uh them being mutants in the first place right and i just know it's impossible but holy shit if a deal could be struck you know (laughs) they figured out spider-man they can figure well, this out too. I mean, you know that Disney bought Fox. Marvel has the rights to the X Men. Why don't they say the name? What mutants? Yeah. Well, because they already didn't. <laughs> when oh they my didn't, god! When they, di- when they didn't own uh, that the is one line. That is Spider Man <laughs> being like, "Oh, I thought we called you Inhumans," and then Thor being like, "That sounds dumb," and then it's done. Well, no, uh, they they already introduced like their origins of of Wanda and and uh, MCU Pietro. Oh wait, so they, yeah, no, I think I saw this. Like they were trying to recast Wolverine? Question mark. Yeah. So so I think that what's what they're going to do. So I mean, Wanda is is more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Um, she's sure. m- most known in the comics for uh, uttering one line: "No more mutants." And 
in an instant, all but I think like 1,200 mutants in the world just cease to exist. A very like, leftovers she, pilot thing kind of happens there. She Thanoses them away. She does. She Thanoses them all away. So is, is she in the comics more powerful than Thor? Uh, who is a god, by the way? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, just, but just, by the nature of her power, she is. I mean, in the same way that like Doctor Strange is far more powerful than Thor. But I mean, I wouldn't. He'd probably lose an arm wrestle competition. No, oh, well, I mean, I, I, I talk about this all the time, just like to myself when I'm sitting alone in a room uh, <laughs> and, and pretending to be on this podcast talking about it. But like, the best thing that the MCU ever did was make Thor not the amount of power that he has scarlet witch not the amount of power that she has uh in the comics like it just it's the superman problem all over again like you need to be able to believe that they can lose Uh, right but yeah anyway yeah uh moving on is agatha's ralph that he talks about the devil like which is historically in the MCU fiction worship the devil. Again, I told, I said before, I don't think Mephisto or Nightmare or whatever they wanted to is going to actually be the devil because of the China problem. See, but, I think, I think you know, the cat's out of Nightmare, the bag. by the way, is Mark Hamill in the cartoons. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sick? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I would, I would like me some Mark Hamill in the MCU, but but so I, I think that they they can do Mephisto without saying that he is the literal devil, uh, and and if you're worried about like devil iconography and mentions in the show, they've the cat's out of the bag. They have already depicted the devil multiple times, and uh, in episode two, um, Agatha then Agnes uh, alludes to the devil existing. Right. I think this also ties into, is Agatha the only witch in town? Perhaps a coven from Salem is there. Is that why there's a lack of children in town? Because they're all being eaten. And the fan theory out there that Dottie is Clea, does that hold any water? Yeah, I heard this this theory about Clea and Dottie. And I um I haven't looked into it. I don't know about her that character. Um, it's just a I, witch. It's another witch from the coven of... and. I say this confidently, knowing about 50% that it's right. But, um, because in the comics, Agatha's old as fuck, right? Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do that for this. I think they're just going to be like, she was born, and then she was in Salem. And right before the witch trials, she became a witch. Well, I mean, she's not centuries old. She's just, I think she's like 500 years old or 300 years old, something like that. Really? No, I think in the comics, she's 10,000 years old. Agatha Harkness? I don't know. Everybody go Google it for me. Thanks. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now. Oh, perfect. 500 really? years. Yeah, Agatha leave this Harkness. dead air in. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Agatha Harkness was old enough to remember 500 years before Atlantis sank. Okay, yeah. So she's very old. Is it exactly 10,000 years? Uh, it doesn't. It does not specify. No, you didn't Google hard enough. I'm on marvel.fandom.com. I don't know about that. that Shout out to Fandom. Yeah, I've been using Fandom a lot for Hunter Hunter, another podcast that I do. We Uh, do so many goddamn podcasts. You you do other podcasts? Yeah, dude. You know, this is something that I might become a Patreon member for. You should. Patreon.com slash HBO Boys, Boys with a Z for one or more dollar a month. Get a bunch of bonus content. I've said that sentence so many times. Anyway, um... (laughs) So, 
I going back to the smaller stories idea, an mm-hmm. idea that I think is right but I hate. Okay. Uh, so you don't think there will be a big baddie? You do not think that like there that there will be tier one baddies, but they'll be disposed of prior to a culmination movie. Like there won't be a culmination movie. Is that what you're saying? There I won't be there, a Kang. There, be... there won't be a Galactus, or there won't be a Doctor Doom. Or if they are, they're all just like you know not as powerful as the Eternals. Who cares? No, I don't think that they're not going to be as powerful. I I think that they're just going to solve their problems with with smaller groups of people. I mean, like let's be let's be real here. The MCU and the Thanos Infinity storyline by all accounts that should not have worked, but it was sure. it was beautiful what yeah. they did with with, yeah. with uh Thanos. And, and to set something like that up again, it's like you know, they they caught lightning, lightning in, a in a bottle. Yeah. Nice. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Okay, let's not ruin this for because we said lightning in a bottle simultaneously. Uh <laughs> so will next episode be a flashback trope episode with Harkness's Salem witch trial based origin story, perhaps also us seeing Wanda yoinking Vision's dead body or not perhaps what y- yoinking his dead body out of a sword encampment. Are we going to get a flashback episode, you think? Um, maybe not in so many words. Uh, I think that we are in act two of act three. Um, if nine episodes, act one was the first three episodes, act two was the second three. And now we're in episode eight. Uh, so we're right smack dab in the middle of act three. I think that that merits a level of exposition. So that way in episode nine, um, they can just, they can do away with the exposition and just tell the rest of the story. Um, I think we're going to find out the origin of the hex. I think that we're going to find out what happened in the two weeks between the the, the blip and uh, the creation of Westview. Um, and I think we're going to get a little more information about Agnes. I don't think there will be a big reveal in this episode. I think the reveal will be in the last episode. And for right. the love of God, I hope we don't get Doctor Strange or... I and I, I just I don't want them to introduce another MCU character into the story now because mm. I feel like it'll just it'll cheapen the rest of the show and it'll make me feel like they didn't believe the show was going to stand on its own. Oh, I hope they didn't feel that way, but I also don't. I, I, it's tough because it's just, this is a great show, like. Yeah. It's doing very well. It's getting six million, seven million people watching as it comes online every Disney, week. Disney Plus crashed when they let the episode out last week. No, right. Exactly. Like, this show is as close to Game of Thrones premiere television was in, like, its fifth or sixth season. Granted, I mean, it, that ended up getting 20 million a week. But, like, they need to add servers because of this show. <laughs> and I don't know if Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to do that. I don't no. know if Loki is going to do that. We'll see. But I think WandaVision is, as we both simultaneously said, uh, because we are so in sync, lightning in a bottle happening all at once. And I think a lot of it is because Elizabeth Olsen is just like a... She's she's killing it. So goddamn good. And like a, a true star in her own right that deserves the career that she's going to get and has right now. Paul Bettany, by the way, this is separate from the sentence I just previously said, but Paul Bettany 
in an interview said that there was going to be at least one more character you have not met introduced into the show in the penultimate or finale episode. Mm-hmm. I also hope that it's not Doctor Strange. I assume it will be a... And I hope it will be Nightmare. I hope that's what they're talking about. I hope it will be just like, oh, and by the way, the coven of witches that are living in Westview that have, you know, that that the woman's meeting was basically just a coven of witches meeting with Wanda also being there. And they are all uh, you know, praying or whatever you want to call it to a version of the devil and here is what he looks like or he's in the shadows like red skull is when he's getting painted like this is just a shadow nightmare and then cut to and be like oh wow you and we'll get a post-credit scene of mm, i bet dr strange will be in the post-credit scene after nine that's what you i think feel. so yeah i could, that's the only way that i could stomach him in the show is in a post-credit scene I right. think as soon as you put him in the show, uh, it it just takes away so much from the rest of because because Doctor Strange he can literally just shatter this reality. He he that is kind of his thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I I want you and James to get what you've been talking about, which is a internal resolution. Yeah, a ending of this show that has to do with the people that we've already met and a final battle between and this is from my side of just like my fanfic is a final battle where vision and monica and wanda have to all face a coven of witches in the finale and beat them and in doing so wanda knowingly while defeating this coven of witches and act of the heartness is also killing vision once again killing mm-hmm. her children that never existed and killing you know the emotional support blanket that she has created granted it's a uh, large red spherical emotional support blanket the largest one that has ever been used on anyone ever <laughs> but it's still it's just like how she's been coping she has to at the same time defeat a a big baddie and uh you know go back to being alone and she knows that like she has to say goodbye to vision for a right. third time she needs to choose to feel her grief just like monica yes. said in this episode like i, I don't want to fight it anymore i don't want to control it you know <clears throat> she that, that's that's really that's the climax of the show is when she chooses to accept her grief and whatever form that takes will be you know, the, the, the spectacle of the climax. Um, and you're right. I, I think that it's going to be a tragedy. Um, I don't know who makes it out of it. I, I, I for a long time, I said, she's going to have to kill vision again. Um, I, I, I'm on the fence now, whether or not that's going to happen. Um, the kids, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm on the fence about them too. I, whatever happens, she's going to ch- choose to sacrifice whether or not the sacrifice sticks is yet to be determined. I you know, just kind of like kind of like Iron Man in in Avengers. He grabs the yeah. nuke and he he's like, "I'm going to push this through the portal," and it's a one way trip. And he just happened to survive it. Right, Captain America crashing the plane into the ice, and he just happened to survive it. Significantly better example. Correct. <laughs> but I, I I just 
listen, and I just because most of the uh, too good or previous to understanding what it will actually be fan fiction that I make up in my head is uh, just too far away, detached from reality. Usually, I don't think it's what's actually going to happen, but the visual of the Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen, on her knees, crying with only sword around her and her entire life that she has been, uh, you know, mind-melding with, with the help of the witches around her for the last three weeks post the most awful thing that's ever happened in her life twice within five minutes. And, you know, whether or not Quicksilver is actually there, I don't know if Vision's going to be. Just, like, the version of her alone once more mm-hmm. once like and and just like exhausted from a big boss fight is just a kind of tragic that is too good it's almost mm-hmm. too good which is why i think it's not going to happen but god damn it i want it <laughs> so we're running long uh but i just want to say whatever ha- whatever <laughs> whatever happens here it, it there needs it's going to end with an inciting incident uh because we know that this story is going to lead into Doctor Strange's story, and we know that Doctor Strange is going to be in the next uh, Spider-Man movie. Um, and, oh and, and, no, this is an it, hour long. <laughs> yeah, this is long. James is going to be so mad. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, okay, so um, let's wrap this up. Thank you yeah. for having me on the WandaVision podcast. Uh, I filled yeah. in for James. James and Chad will be back next week. I will be probably on a theory cast episode with them as well as a retrospective post season. And we will talk about the show as a whole. Uh, oof, my bad. My bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it on double speed everybody yeah, i know that, that, that doesn't I, yeah. that doesn't help you me saying it now at the end of the podcast but <laughs> yeah incredibly unhelpful anyway <laughs> sorry james bye bye <laughs>